Blog Talk Radio. Hello. Okay, we're here. Just one second. (laughs) All right, everybody. Hi, welcome into the show. Trying to get our music right. Fade that down. Hey, everybody, it's Loretta McNary with the Loretta McNary Live Radio Show. We are so excited and happy, and we say that yes all the time because we always have the best guests in the entire world lined up for you to entertain you, to inspire you, to share some of their ups and downs, and always talk about what they're doing today and what they're excited about. And today is no different. Today we have in the studio with us, well, online, calling from somewhere in the world, is the phenomenal Jonathan Butler. You know him. He is an international recording artist, producer. He has done some of the most amazing work. And if you think he had it easy, just keep listening. Just keep listening and you will be inspired. I'm sure everybody welcome to, for the very first time, Mr. Jonathan Butler. Hi, Mr. Jonathan Butler. I'm not going to say Mr. I'm going to say Jonathan Butler. That's good. Yeah, that's good enough for me. Yeah, that's good enough for me. How are you? <laughs> I'm wonderful. How are you doing? I'm good. It's, it's sunny in Los Angeles where I live, and um, it's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. That's true. We're in Memphis, Tennessee, but I will be flying out to Los Angeles. I'm being inducted. Well, the show is being inducted, my TV show, into the Hollywood oh, Chamber of Commerce. So we're really excited. But I want to talk oh, about you. Fantastic. I know you've been doing this music thing for uh, a while, and you have always yes. rocked it from your very first <laughs> very first try, <laughs> it seems like. So I just want to talk about that you are the youngest of 13 children. And how of in the 12, world of 12, of 12. So you're number third. Okay. Yes. So you're the youngest of 12 and you grew up in Cape yes. Town, South Africa. I was born in Cape Town. Um, I was born in Cape Town, but I was raised all over South Africa, all over mm. South Africa, because I, I was, uh, you know, I traveled since I was a teen, a, a seven year old boy. Um, I traveled with road, uh, with like Broadway type of shows and, and toured and, um, you know, my parents uh, uh, was lo- allowed me to perform and the um, first time I was on stage was probably when I was six. By the time mm. I was seven, I was touring with a big Broadway type of South African Broadway, uh, over 80 people cast. Um, and uh, I was just one of the youngsters who was in the play, which was called the Golden City Dixies uh, back then. So I guess all my life, I I always tell people I was born in Cape Town, but I was raised <laughs> in Johannesburg, <laughs> Durban, Port Elizabeth. East, I mean, you name the cities in South Africa. I grew up there. <laughs> wow. And you always say that you grew up poor, and I I know from reading your story, what we call poor here in the state or even in Los Angeles or Memphis, Tennessee, it is not the poor that you're talking about. When you say poor, what do you mean? No, no, no well, Jordan, you know, I, no food sometimes? <laughs> well, first of all, we didn't know anything <laughs> about Jordans at all. That We didn't know anything yeah. about that. We knew, we knew about walking bare feet to school, and most mm-hmm. of the, most of our our childhood experience was, was you know uh, being bare feet or or hand me down shoes from your older brother or your middle brother uh, or your cousins uh, or those that had 
Um, I remember growing up having to go next door and uh, ask for milk or ask for sugar or ask for tea or ask for coffee. Uh, um, I remember growing up having to walk 10 blocks to buy water so that we could cook and my mother could cook with and she could wash our clothes with and we could bath with it. So, um, but you know, poverty extends from what you have. It's, it's also a state mm-hmm. of mind and the state of human condition, which, um, you know, you can be poor in things, but you can be very rich in other things. And, and my family, yes. I have to say, we were rich in other things. We were rich with music and gifts like that. My father sang and played banjo. My mother was a singer. My, and because of them, we were all, you know, we all grew up loving and playing music through the community and participating in carnival every year and Malay choirs and Christian choirs. And um, so you, you can be rich in other things. So poverty, there's, a, a, there's, there's many ways to see it. There's many ways you can experience it. It hurts either way. That's an honest it truth. Does. It hurts either way. Um, you know, whether you're growing up in the projects in Brooklyn or uh, in Soweto, uh, it's, it's, it hurts either way. It, you, you have many obstacles to climb, to get through, and, and, and that's what my life was about. My life was, you know, having to face many, many obstacles, um, you know, uh, such as racism, segregation. Back in the day when I was growing up in South Africa, it was a completely different country, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And some of the things that America is experiencing today uh, we, I went through that as a young kid, um, you know, uh, seeing whites only signs and blacks only signs and colored only signs and on every uh, city, water posts, bathrooms, um, establishments, restaurants, theaters, uh, and some of the places that we had to perform were for whites only. So, um, yeah, it's quite a it's quite a journey. It's quite a story. And you and I need five hours to do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to do it in business pieces. I always like to start there because when people see you on stage or they're listening to your music, and by the way, when I put that, I had got this interview with you, people on Facebook yes. and Twitter, Instagram, they were going crazy. Everybody loves you. Oh, and you're nice. what I call yeah. um, a crossover artist, black people, white people, poor and rich. Everybody, everybody loves Jonathan yes. Butler. And so I like to let them know because I think – you just you live this life. They see you now. They don't think you ever struggled or you ever had any hard time. And you know, that's people true. think that it was all easy. That's true. That's true. And that that even happens to me when I go home to South Africa. You know, I I have to sort of um, share like my story all over again and explain to <laughs> some of the uh, some of the young people that you know just because you mm-hmm. see me now, you know, you see me sort of dressed up and coordinated and well-spoken. Um, you'd think that I just sort of jumped out of a well-spoken cookie jar, you know what I mean? And uh, mm-hmm. it took many, many years and it took many, many heartaches, um, many, many difficult times. Uh, you know, I was a youngster growing up and, um, you know, by the time I was 12 years old, I had recorded my first recording and, um, that was the number two on the pop chart in South Africa, which is unheard of for a black kid to be on white station. So uh, the the fame and touring, before I knew it, I was doing drugs and I was, you know, drinking and I was, um, I mean, the whole sex, drugs and rock and roll thing sort of, um, you know, uh, 
Catch and just started taking over. You, you, so you're so modest, and I've I've heard that I've read that about you're so modest. Okay, I want to slow down because you talked about uh, when you were 12 and you were being played on the white all white stations. But when you were you were 12 for heaven's sake, and you were making history as the first black artist to be played on those South African white radio stations, and then you mm-hmm. earned three gold records. I mean, yes. in 1970. So come on, you just slid that right on in, you guys. For those who are learning about him and may not know his entire story, you think, you know, about what you hear now and you see now. But he, at 12, yes. he was doing this. His re- Please stay went double gold. Yes. And yes. I love yes. how you love me went gold. And that yes. was when you yes. were, you know, this was a long time ago. <laughs> so you were struggling yeah. and being successful at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, it you know it blows I, it's me amazing away. because during during those times, I was still my parents were still living in a shack, you know, with an outhouse. I mean, so mm-hmm. you can imagine being being famous, but you grow when you go home at night after a performance and signing autographs for all your thousands and thousands of fans, you go to a shack and that's where you sleep, and um, mm-hmm. and so. That dynamic for me was something that was very harsh and very painful um, because, you know, a lot of people made a lot of money. And um, coming, you know, just being a kid, growing up in a shack and suddenly having the type of success that that I experienced then, um, before I knew it, all that all that money was gone and the next thing that, you know, that that happened was drugs and darkness and, Mm-hmm. Um, and so I almost lost my gold records and my, you know, Grammy award that I won when I was 12. And, uh, but my mother was, um, she was, she was good. She was really protective over those things. So I, she, I should make sure that I never got hold of those things, you know? And, um, mm-hmm. today, today among all the other gold records that I have, um, um, uh, received in the, you know, those are the three gold records that actually mean so much more to me today. Now that I'm 54 years old, it's crazy because I look at that little Grammy award, that sorry award. It's a little Springbok gold head, you know, just a little small. And it's so interesting because of all the things that I treasure in my house, I think that's a part of my life. I, I really, really, those were some difficult times and, and there were some beautiful times too. And so, those are things I kind of really treasure too, you know. So I thank my my late mom for actually holding on to those things for me. Yeah. Yes, thank God for a good mom. So um, I like how you yeah. just run past things, but I know these things are just critical to what my listening audience um, wants to hear. They love to hear about you know the success and the the riding high, but they also love to hear yeah. because this is real life. I made some bad decisions. Yeah. I, I could have lost everything. I could have lost my, even my three gold records had it not been for my mom. And so yeah. I like how you added that because it, we do such a misservice and an injustice when yes. we just shared the highs, the highs. Yes. And (laughs) we really move people and motivate them and and endear them to us when we share, you know, I made some bad mistakes. I almost lost it all. Or I did drugs and I did this. But look at me now. And people think that when you went through that, Jonathan, that you found God. And that's when you wanted to do Christian music. But you already said from a child you were doing Christian music. So that's one other thing I wanted to point out. It wasn't that you were coming back. 
or re- rediscovering something. You were just mm-hmm. the the interesting part of that was even before I was saved, I was you know I was writing gospel music. I remember when I was doing like really bad drugs in South Africa. I was in the studio by myself writing these gospel songs without even realizing that many years later I would give my heart to Jesus Christ and he would become my Lord and Savior. And I look upon those records now and I listen to those songs now. I mean, my voice doesn't even sound anything like it sounds now because, you know, drugs has a, has a way of making you lose your soul and your instrument becomes so um, – you're destroying your instrument, you know, and that's the part that I recognize in even a lot of superstars that have done it and has died from it. it you, you recognize the, how it affects their instrument, their gifts. And, um, I mean, I was going through very, very dark times at the time, but um, it's so interesting because I, I tell people all the time, I said, you know, even before I was saved, I was writing these songs, um, even when I was, I mean, I used to experience demons coming into my room to attack me, and I would wake up every day, write, take my guitar, and sit somewhere quiet and write these songs. And I mean, there were songs like Look to Jesus, um, My Goodness, um, Be the Guest. Um, these are songs from way back then, you know, um, I'll Never mm-hmm. Part From You. I'm writing songs as a drug addict saying to Jesus, I'll never part from you. And it was... Um, it was an amazing, um, someone like, you know, we are all predestined. We're all, we all adopted into, into the beloved, into Christ. So when I yes. got saved, it was really a, it, it, something, something just extraordinary happened to me. I, the night I got saved was the very, the very next day I was delivered from the spirit of drugs, the things that would have easily, before that, would have taken me over. I was completely delivered from it. Even to this day, I don't smoke a cigarette. You know, I don't want to see drugs. Or, and it's, it's, um, it's amazing. It's amazing how, uh, how I, I believe, to say the truth, uh, you know, God's hand was just on my life. That's it. That's all I can say. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, I should have been in mm-hmm. prison. I should have been dead. <laughs> I should have been in prison many times. I should have been dead many times, you know, uh, but God was so faithful enough to keep me and hide me, even from myself. I mean, uh, and so when I got saved, um, um, all of these, you know, I mean, I started walking in the newness of life, and and uh, I, I desired that very much for myself. And I became very in love with Scripture, um, and uh, I was discipled through many great men that God sent my way to pastors, bishops. Uh, that have taken mm-hmm. that took me in and you know discipled me and the things and ways of God that has never left me will never ever leave me I believe so um, and that's what keeps me grounded and I, that's what my that that's where my foundation really lies and that's really where it is today you know right and I like how I know you have this your foundation and your theme your. A mission statement, and it just sums everything up that you just said. If people don't believe your mission statement, all they got to do is hear your life, and then that of countless others. And it says, "Purpose yes. kills addiction." Addiction. I just Absolutely. fell in love with that statement. Oh my yes. goodness, that yes. is so it, true. It is. It is very true. You know, you find your purpose in life, and and the addiction will will not be the thing that drives you. 
uh, you'll you'll mm-hmm. become addicted to your purpose and what really. And I think it's really about making the world better. I think that's really what we are called to do. You know, I think the musicians. Each and every one of us, yes. Each and every one of us, you know, we've been called to make this place better, you know, Mm -hmm. despite what we see on TV and and the movies and and what we we see on the streets. And I, I think when people leave my concert, that's the one thing that I desire the most is that they walk out of there wanting to see a better and experience a better uh, a world, you know, um, uh, be more in love and be more sharing and be more inclusive. Because uh, um, those are, those are, that's really how I want life to be for me and my children, is, is, is that they, they, they not, you know, that the human beings first, you know, and they care about other people. And um, that's, that's really my life's calling, you know. Wow. That is, that is so beautiful. Yeah. And, and I like how, I, I was, you know, doing my research about you, and you were just in Memphis. I just barely missed probably seeing you yeah. and talking to you in person. I know you were here a couple of weeks ago or more, and I hate yeah. I missed that. But as I was <laughs> – and I was listening on YouTube, and I was, like, absorbing everything I can about you. And your music is so pure, no matter if it's R&B, jazz, or whatever. So how do you – because I can't put you in a, in a genre. I just cannot fit you into one. So I just like, he's just a, a prolific musician and well, artist and a producer. Well, you know, when I was, uh, when I, when I started my career in the United States, one of the things that the record company president told me, uh, cause you know, uh, growing up in South Africa, we, we have so many artists from the U S that influence us and inspires us. And uh, so when I arrived in the U.S., um, one of the things that the president of the company told me, he said, uh, I'll never forget it. He said, just remember, Jonathan, there's only one Stevie Wonder. There's only one Luther Van Ross, and there's only one Jonathan Butler. So find your voice and stick with that. And so it took me, it, it, it takes forever to, to play like yourself, you know, to sound like yourself. Mm-hmm. It takes a lifetime mm-hmm. to 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 be comfortable with your with your with your with your playing, with your writing, with your performance. So you know, it became important to me to just be me. You know, and I didn't want to. Um, of course, have all the great all these great artists that are my my heroes and influence my life. But I think I'm more like an artist. I feel like you know there should never be a uh, let me write R&B, let me write jazz, let me write gospel. First of all, gospel for me was never like a trend or let me try this, you know. It was more like yeah. God, you know, waiting on God to release me to do this. I did not want to do it. Even though I could write it over and over again, it became important to me to, to, to ask God to release me to minister in the way that I'm doing now. And so... Uh, yeah, as you said, to answer your question, yes, I, I don't like being in a, in, a, in a box. I just don't. It's not how I dress. It's not what I eat. It's not whom I spend my time with. Uh, it's all about, you know, music should be like an array of beautiful things, you know, and, and that's mm-hmm. how I see it. Yeah. That is so beautiful. And I know I have to, I'm going to honor your time, so that means I have one minute left and tons of questions and, and stuff I okay. want to say and ask, but I'm going to try to sum <laughs> this up. What, what you said earlier about the advice that this guy gave you, I think that's the best 
advice we can give any person that's seeking their purpose and and becoming more of who they are. There's a, there's exactly. one Oprah. When people come here, come here and say, you're going to be the next Oprah, I'm like, no, I need to be the best Loretta I can be. I admire exactly. the compliment. I really do. It's like the highest honor. Right. But I have right. to find my own way and my own voice and be that. We don't, we don't need another Oprah. We don't need another Jonathan Butler. Absolutely. We need everybody, Absolutely. like you said, to be their most best and authentic self. And if we do exactly. that, and that's how we change our communities, our families, and our world eventually. So, I, and you have your your music. What's the newest thing? What what can we? What are we promoting? Because all your music is so timeless. Well, so it's like it's still new. Album, the people haven't heard it; they can get it. The new album is is my it's the latest gospel album called Free, and um, mm-hmm. believe me when I tell you the making of this record. Um, was an experience uh, that I will probably never, ever forget. Um, I have, you know, uh, I've, I've, I mean, making this album, I've lost my mother. I lost my two sisters within a three-year span. Um, mm-hmm. um, I had, you know, some, some personal family crisis. Um, and uh, I, I had suffered a fire in my home. I was... Um, my whole studio was uh, on fire. My kitchen was on fire. I was able to get my granddaughter out of the house, and it was just the two of us in the house. Um, and I had to make a record um, that was so incredibly painful, the experience, the loss, and the, the abandonment, and lo- lots of things that had happened in my during the making of this album. And I was amazed that the, the morning, I will never forget this, the morning of it was a Thursday morning. I, w- I woke up and uh, around 5 a.m. and God gave me a song called "Be Encouraged." And I remember mm-hmm. the entire day I played this song on the piano, sang it, played it. I would go to my friend's store, sit down at his piano, play it, and sing it. People would come in and out of the store. I'd sing the song. People would go, "Oh my God, this is such a beautiful piece of music." Little did I know mm-hmm. the night that night, 7 a.m., 7 p.m. that night my house would be on fire and I would be in an ambulance with that song in my heart as God is telling me, be encouraged. Uh, I am Mm. on the throne. And so, you know, it's like God gave me a word to to comfort me during the time that I didn't even know was going to happen. So Mm -hmm. the making of this record is really something uh, that I can't even tell you. I mean, I was on planes with bandages on and uh, going to studios recording singing um this album and um uh, it's a very special record um i worked with a wonderful wonderful talented gifted producer mano haynes and uh we put together um i guess 10 11 pieces that uh i i just want the body of christ to listen to and be encouraged by because you know i tell you what pain can be your friend <laughs> if you if you yeah. if you see it the right way, pain, suffering, um, I've got to tell you because the glory that awaits us is far greater than the pain that we experience. So, and that's Amen. what the Word of God says. So, uh, you know, though we you know our momentary uh, light afflictions, um, the glory of God outweighs that. So, uh, so and that's what God wants. He wants His glory to live in us wants us to reveal it to the world because we are sons and daughters of, Christ, of God. And, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. I, I hope that the body of Christ receives this because this album is kind of a turning point for me too. 
It's a deeper walk yes. into my ministry. It's a deeper walk into my ministry. It's a deeper walk into my relationship with God. And uh, though change and winds blow, you know, we know one thing for sure that God's word is, you know, will remain the same yesterday, today, and forever. So, um, forever. Uh, again, I will not be. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's this is my new album called Free, and they can get it on Call iTunes, free. and I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram if you want to see me cooking, <laughs> if you want to see me playing golf. <laughs> and we do. Whatever you want yes. to see me, you, you'll see me on Facebook just, just chatting and catching up with my fans. You know? That is so beautiful. And this is, I mean, not yeah. only will I know that this show has met and exceeded the mark that I have for inspiring people yeah. and just sharing awesome. life and the good ups and downs, that's how we reach people. And I encourage you, please go out and purchase the CD and or go to iTunes somewhere and download it. Because in every other thing that he's done, check him out. It is worth the money. And that's how we keep the people that we love you know, doing more work is we support them with our sure. dollars, not only our prayers, but with our dollars. So, Jonathan Butler, I am yeah. definitely an eternal fan. I admire your work. I admire thank you as a man, you. as a man of God. You're so awesome. Thank so, you. thank you for this time on the Loretta McNary Live Show. Um, I thank um, Chelsea for getting this show. set up. Yes, 10 years and being. Oh, you're so awesome. So, the next time you're in Memphis, we're going to do the TV thing. That's what we're going to do. Okay. We're going to cook Blessing together to and play golf. Blessings Done to you too. Thank you, Done. everybody. Done. Bye-bye. Okay. Much love. <laughs> All right, okay, everybody. Bye. As always. Okay, bye, Jonathan. As always, in closing, I just want to say, you know what? Reach for the moon. And if you just hit the stars, that's awesome. You can do this thing called life. Countless others have done it before you. You can do it. You will be successful if you don't quit. So thanks for tuning in. I am Loretta McNary. I'll see you on TV and hope to see you on the radio. We got a ton of shows put up for next week. So until then, everybody, just enjoy your life. Enjoy it. Bye-bye, everybody.